0: Our scripture reading today comes from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 to 11. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. And he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. This is the word of our Lord. It's been a few minutes since the scripture passage the Advent passage was read this morning, but you may remember something of the Advent passage. It referred to the Messiah who was predicted to come in the future, and the image that was used of this Messiah was a shepherd. A shepherd. There's a really good reason to use the image of a shepherd for the Messiah because Throughout the scripture, God is referred to perhaps more frequently than any other way as a shepherd. He was described as a shepherd of Israel. And as a matter of fact, there were a number of under-shepherds, shall we call them, that followed in God's footsteps and shepherded the people of Israel. Think, for instance, of the first shepherd that enters the story. The first shepherd that enters the story is Abraham. Who has lots of flocks and is called by God from his home country to a place that he doesn't really know where he's going. The father of faith, the father of Israel. Or think of another shepherd, Moses, who was called to lead his people, the people of Israel, out of captivity. Or perhaps the one you think of the most when you think of a shepherd is David, the shepherd king, who wrote Psalm 23. Or maybe, just maybe, you think of Isaiah as a shepherd. Isaiah was said to be the shepherd of the people of Israel, the kind of shepherd that God had called to be a good shepherd. But maybe more than that, you're thinking about a passage in the book of John. John chapter 10, where Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. All these images are incredibly important to our understanding of God. And I think that's why Isaiah 40 gives us that image. I want to think with you for just a few moments about a shepherd with three words. First, protection. Second, provision. And third, presence. First, protection. Notice in the passage in Isaiah 40, it says that this shepherd comes with a mighty arm of a great ruler. But it also says the shepherd carries his sheep close to him. Imagine close to his heart in his arms. Isaiah blends two themes which are critically important to understanding Messiah. Messiah. One is the strong ruler with the mighty arm, and the other is gentle like a mother, a shepherd that keeps his sheep close to his heart. Now think about, for instance, the shepherd in Palestinian times when Jesus was thinking of shepherds and referred to himself as a good shepherd, or think of the shepherds during the Old Testament when Psalm 23 was written by David. What did they look like? What did they carry? Well, one thing they carried was a bag, a bag that was slung over their shoulder, and inside that bag had some provisions for themselves, food that didn't decay so easily, things they could eat while they were out in the wild. They also had on their person a staff, probably a long crooked stick with a crook at the end, a staff to lead the sheep and also to pull them back from harm's way. And they also had a rod. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A rod to protect the sheep from enemies, marooning people, robbers, or even wild animals. And finally, you may remember King David, who was a shepherd, who had at his ready a sling, a sling to protect the sheep. The sling not only protected the sheep in terms of keeping them away from those who may harm them, the sling with incredible accuracy was used by the shepherd to frighten the sheep back to center. So if a sheep was wandering too far from the fold, getting into a place that was going to be harmful to it, the shepherd with amazing accuracy pulls a stone out and casts it with his sling on the other side of the sheep. And with a bang, the sheep is startled and dances back towards the fold. Remarkable how a shepherd protected his sheep. And of course, Using again the image of David, you know that David described his protection of sheep by beating up on a lion and struggling and destroying a bear. Shepherds literally laid down their life for their sheep. That again reminds us of John chapter 10 where John says concerning Jesus, Jesus is the gate to the sheep pen. And Jesus will lay down his life for his sheep. I want you to imagine for just a moment, a shepherd who is not at home. The pen is not safely locked away at a particular place. He's out in the wild with his sheep because at certain times of the year, that's what you had to do to find green pastures. And in the wild, he finds a place that is a, shall we say, sheepfold. Most likely, it's a cave. And in that cave, he corrals his sheep. They lie down to sleep at night. And what does he do? He lies down at the entrance of the cave. Nobody comes into the cave and nobody goes out without his notice As a matter of fact, if a sheep wakes up in the middle of the night and wants to wander, it has to step over or on him. The protection of the shepherd is that detailed. Not only do I want you to consider protection when you think of a shepherd, but provision, provision as well. Remember the passage in Psalm 23. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me where I need to be. He gives me everything I need. I will never be in need, says Psalm 23, because my protector is also my provider. It's not always true that sheep want to go to the place that is in their best interest. Frequently, as a matter of fact, they are afraid of rushing waters. A visitor to Israel who was traveling watched shepherds out of curiosity. And on one occasion, this individual saw a shepherd that was trying to get his sheep across a flowing stream. And the sheep wouldn't do it. They were afraid of the water. And he would call them and he would walk towards the stream and he would walk in the stream. They still would not come. So the shepherd turned around and picked up the smallest lamb, placed it in his arms and walked across the stream. When the mother saw that, she followed. And when followed so did all the sheep. Sometimes the shepherd calls his sheep to places that are scary. As a matter of fact, in those situations, it might even seem like death. He leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. Why? For my provision. In ancient Israel, it was often the case that shepherds would lead their sheep through a valley, which is probably what David was referring to. A valley that was desolate, a valley that was hot, a valley that was precarious, almost close to death. They called them wadis. And as a shepherd led his sheep through the wadi, He didn't lead his sheep through that wadi to scare them. He led them through a dangerous place to provide for them. Protection, provision, and finally, presence. Presence is critical to a good shepherd. He must be with his sheep no matter where they are. Presence, of course, Demonstrates that you love the sheep. Presence creates familiarity between you and the sheep. Presence in the midst of trouble. Jesus speaks about his presence with the sheep. Oh, by the way, that's you. Jesus says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Jesus also says in John chapter 10, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. I read another account this week of a particularly difficult time in Israel's history, many wars. And at one particular point in the city of Bethlehem, certain residents had not paid their taxes. And so Israeli soldiers took all the sheep from the village and placed them behind barbed wire until their taxes were paid. Because that's how they paid their taxes. They didn't slaughter their sheep They harvested the wool. One particular woman came to the soldier and begged him to allow her to take her sheep because her husband had died and it was the only source of income she had. And he looked at her and he scoffed and he pointed to the sheep pen with all those hundreds of sheep. And he said, I can't tell which one's yours. said, I can't tell which one's yours. You can't tell which one's yours. And she said, please, sir, if I can collect my sheep, will you let me take them home? And he said, sure. So beside her was her young son, And she turned to her young son and he pulled out a flute. And he played just a few notes on the flute. And all of a sudden, among those hundreds of sheep, a couple started to bounce up and down. And before long, they made their way to the front of the sheep pen. And he walked playing the flute, and they all followed. Walked all the way home. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. What's the point? The first is this. Have you heard the call of the good shepherd? Or have you just heard about the shepherd, but never heard his call? Or perhaps you've heard the call and you've ignored it. Either way, I can promise you this, the good shepherd is constantly calling your name. Will you hear him? Will you follow? Second thing to remember is this. When the good shepherd calls your name, it doesn't always mean he's going to lead you into beautiful places. Sometimes it's going to be through a wadi, a craggy cliff that seems like death is near. But if you trust your shepherd, you know he has your best interest in mind. And you follow because on the other side of that trouble is green pastures. That's just the way God is. The whole image of a shepherd, could I just summarize it with one word? Love. Have you heard the voice of the shepherd? Will you follow him? And allow him to love you. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly father, we uh, are so grateful. That you've given us multiple images for God. You've given us the image of father. You've given us the image of king. You've given us the image of a mother, like a mother hand that covers her chicks, and you've given us others. But this one, Lord, seems to stand out, perhaps more than others, this image of a shepherd. You've always been a shepherd to your sheep, and we thank you, especially at this time of the year, for the reality that you have called us and for the beauty for us who've heard your call. We pray, Lord, that this morning you will call us again because we often stray. And as the hymn writer says, you're patient with us. Perverse and foolish, off I stray. But Yet in love you sought me, and on your gentle shoulder laid, and home rejoicing brought me. Thank you, Lord, for rescuing us. Give us the longing to be with you always, and give us the courage to follow. In the name of Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.